Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. You know what? Passover 2021 is almost here, and I'm excited. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Last week, we talked about getting on Jehovah's calendar and that the first of the Moedim is fast approaching. Passover is just a few days away, and we want to be ready. Amen. So to our listeners, you can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Deezer, TuneIn, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Pandora, Tumblr, and YouTube. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shout out to our listeners in Hawaii and Italy. Amen. So, this is the week of Pesach, Mama. Now, if you've heard the last couple of podcasts, you know about our plans. Thank you for your prayers and your firm support. We're really so grateful to be part of such a great assembly of believers. Amen. So, my older brother, a bishop in a Christian church, is hosting a virtual Seder to celebrate Elohim's Passover. At his request, I will lead the Seder. Other pastors and leaders, including the senior elder at the Messianic Jewish Synagogue Miss and I attend, will be leading parts of the Seder. Together, these men of Elohim will lead the people of Elohim in doing what we should be doing at the time Elohim set. We have great expectation for the Spirit of Elohim to bless us. Since it is His set-apart time, we know that He's there waiting for us. This is a new thing for us. We're lighting a fire. Amen, Daddy. The body is coming together at the right time. Mm-hmm. The date for the Seder is Saturday, March the 27th. It will start at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it will be hosted on Zoom. We want to invite you and your family to participate in the Seder with us. It is a great time to remember and teach the younger generation about our Elohim's great deliverance of us from Egypt and Yeshua's sacrifice that brought great deliverance from sin for the whole world. Amen. If you want to join in, please email us at redpiltorah at gmail.com. We will gladly send you the Zoom link and other relevant details. If you are already booked for Pesach, please remember us in prayer. If you know of believers who may want to be a part of this little slice of history in the making, please have them get in touch with us. Tim and I are so grateful to Jehovah for this opportunity to serve Him, and we are grateful to our brother for the wonderful ideal and assignment. There is a lot to do to prepare, so please remember us in your prayers. Again, the date is Saturday, March the 27th. We are expecting the Ruach HaKodesh to meet us and to speak to us all. Amen, Mama. We know that He is and will be speaking. We pray for ears to hear Him clearly and hearts to obey His instructions. By the way, you know, recently while I was studying, I read something interesting about Israel under the Syrian Greek oppression. Okay. Well, you know, there were three of Elohim's instructions that uh, these folks overtly suppressed. Those were the Sabbath, the ritual of circumcision, and observing the Rosh Chodesh, or the new moon. I've heard of the Sabbath and circumcision, but the observance of the new moon seemed a little strange to me. 
before my eyes were opened. Mm -hmm. In the movies, you know, they say that the moon was associated with something scary or wicked. Yeah, and you know, as it turns out, that's fake news. The Sabbath and circumcision are both signs of the covenant between Elohim and his covenant people. Now, regarding the moon, Elohim said that he made the sun, the moon, and stars for signs, for seasons, for days, and years. Observance of the new moon is the way the covenant people determine when a new month begins. If the new moon is not observed, there's no way to get in sync with Elohim's calendar. Oh. Yeah, that means that there's no way to know when his set-apart times are occurring. Now, when I read that, it struck me that just like during the Syrian Greek oppression, many, if not most, Christian churches disregard Elohim's Sabbath, they're dismissive regarding circumcision, and sometimes even try to use Scripture to back that position up, and they have no awareness of Elohim's set-apart times. Here at Red Pill Torah, we're doing something about that. We sure are, Daddy. Now, we definitely do not judge anyone's salvation by their adherence to Elohim's instructions. After centuries of doctrine and teaching that reject anything that seems Jewish, it's easy to see how people who love the Elohim of Israel and his son Yeshua, the Messiah, can be on such a different track. There is so much that many Christian believers simply didn't know. It takes a work of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, to open the eyes of Elohim's people to his truth. We are just honored that he opened our eyes, and we are among those he is using to open the eyes of others. It's also not a surprise that Jewish people generally don't recognize Christians as being worshipers of the same Elohim they worship. Jewish people know that the Sabbath, circumcision, and Elohim's calendar are important components of the oracles of Elohim, mentioned in Romans 3, verse 2. We'll talk more about that in a future podcast. Speaking of Elohim's calendar, Mama, this is the week leading up to Pesach or Passover. And this week is also special because the Torah readings have moved to Vayikra, or the book of Leviticus. Vayikra is so much more than a book of laws, rules, and animal sacrificing, you know. If we can see the profound meaning of what's being taught, we will know so much more about the holiness of Elohim and how we may boldly approach him. This is exactly what we need to know as we approach the set-apart time of Passover. Passover is not a casual time mm -mm. or something to take lightly. We know from the Torah that it is a perpetual ordinance. It is to be rehearsed even now after the Messiah has demonstrated the deeper meaning of Passover. It is more than the story of how Israel was delivered from slavery in Egypt. Passover is about the work of the Messiah and how he has freed us from the bondage of sin. Yeshua accomplished this work on the very days that his father delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. This is a special time set apart by the Creator to focus our attention on the work of the Messiah. The precise instructions given regarding the Passover sacrifice were all applied in the life and death of Yeshua. In Exodus 12, starting at verse 3, Elohim said, Speak to all the assembly of Israel and say, On the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb 
or a kid for his family, one per household, except that if the household is too small for a whole lamb or kid, then he and his next-door neighbor should share one, dividing it in proportion to the number of people eating it. Your animal must be, without defect, a male in its first year, and you may choose it from either the sheep or the goats. This reading has several key points. Point number one relates to the dismantling of the Egyptian gods. Mm. Some Jewish historians teach that lambs represented one of Egypt's many gods. Imagine how angry the Egyptians would be upon learning that the Hebrew slaves had taken an Egyptian god, inspected it for blemishes, and ultimately killed it, leaving its blood on the doorpost of their slave home. This is a major sign of disrespect for those sheep god lovers. But when the word of Elohim came to pass regarding the firstborn, it showed them whose God was the most powerful. Sure did. Yeshua's giving his life on the cross demonstrates the same sufficiency. It was more than enough. Just as the lamb was enough to feed the entire household with none left out, Yeshua's sacrifice provided enough atonement for everyone who accepts his salvation. Point two is about the perfection of the sacrificed lamb. The Passover lambs that were to be brought to the temple were inspected for four days to, to determine their fault or perfection. The inspection of the Passover lambs foreshadowed the Jewish leaders questioning of Yeshua, trying to find fault in him. From Matthew chapter 21 verse 23 through Matthew chapter 22 verse 40, they asked him about his authority and his doctrine. They found no flaws in him. Amen. The instructions about the lamb needing to be without blemish agree perfectly with the instructions in Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 1, starting at verse 2, says, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When any one of you brings an offering to Jehovah, you shall bring your, life's, your offering of livestock from the herd or from the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he shall offer a male without blemish. He shall bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting, that he may be accepted before Jehovah. Now, if you haven't heard already, please check out our episode 9, Prepare to Meet God. In that episode, we discuss the fact that some sacrifices were offered for the purpose of seeking acceptance by Elohim. It is the sacrifice of Yeshua that gives us any chance of being accepted to Jehovah. We must have faith in Yeshua, the promised consolation of Israel. Amen. Passover 2021 will be on the evening of Saturday, March the 27th. You have a few more days to prepare for this set-apart time. Let's talk about spring cleaning. I think we mentioned in a previous podcast about Passover that spring cleaning may be related to the Hebrew practice of getting rid of leaven. Exodus 12 verses 19 and 20 saying, During those seven days, no leaven is to be found in your houses. Whoever eats food with leaven in it is to be cut off from the community of Israel. It doesn't matter whether he is a foreigner or a citizen of the land. Eat nothing with hamets or leaven in it. Wherever you live, eat matzah. Check out our episode 33, Passover 2020, for more about preparing for this feast of Jehovah. 
Remember Valerie Moody's teaching in our episodes 69 and 70, Miss? Mm-hmm. They compared the Greek way of approaching the scriptures to the Hebrew mindset. You know, I think the Greek mindset would ask, what does eating unleavened bread have to do with salvation? Or, why should I eat crackers when the freedom I have in Jesus lets me eat whatever I want? The Greek mindset attempts to rationalize the Father's instructions. The Hebrew mindset, by faith, acts out the word of Jehovah. Like James 2, verse 26 reads, For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. Following Jehovah's instructions to remove the leaven from our homes and not eat leaven for seven days is neither hard nor extreme. It just requires a willing heart and a desire to shema, or to hear and obey. Jehovah's ways and thoughts are higher than ours. Wisdom and understanding will come with obedience. Amen. Having heard all this, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life or some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and miss out on the blessing of attending one of Jehovah's appointments? Or would you take the red pill and prepare to meet him at the time he has set? Only you can answer that question. You know, I would rather take the chance of Elohim telling me at the judgment that I didn't have to do all of those feasts as opposed to explaining to him that I didn't think that they were important enough to observe. Miss, as for our house, we trust in the finished work of Yeshua and we obey his instructions. Amen, Daddy. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what we shared and talk about it with your family and friends. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour where you can handle the truth. truth.